is up, everybody? My name is James D. Fiore, and this is Blackball. Listen, it has been quite the month, quite the day, actually, in Canadian politics. Not only that, in Ontario politics. Today, the auditor, the auditor general of Ontario, Bonnie Lissick, has put out her report and did a press conference earlier this morning talking about how the Ford government handled the completely fucking corrupt and ridiculous process known as the Green Belt Development Opportunity. It was basically a way for a bunch of uh, Doug Ford's developer friends to get rich on the ground floor by making sure that they had their developer grants approved so that they could turn a $30 million investment into a $3 billion investment, totaling $8.3 billion in investments that the Ford government is just sitting there going, what, what, what? Oh, oh, the Stagendo? Oh, is that what you guys are? No, 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 no. That was fine. Oh, the housing minister's chief of staff, Ryan Amato, receiving packages and then taking those packages and approving those developer applications blindly without actually examining. No, 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 that's totally fine. (laughs) It wasn't fine. None of it was fine. One of the developers didn't follow any of the environmental regulations that were put forth by, I think it was the previous wind government, but by the province of Ontario at any rate. But you know what they did? They just eliminated those environmental regulations altogether. Because that is the type of government we have for the people, by the people, as long as those people are rich people and people that Doug Ford knows so he can get a kickback, allegedly. Here to discuss that and a bunch of other things, I am certain, is my friend, your friend, former political dark arts ninja. His name is David Wallace. David, how are you, buddy? Not doing too bad. Uh, feeling uh, feeling a little bit of the pinch, just like most of Ontario today. And uh, yeah, you know, I just, all I can say is, wow, wow. It's funny how little teeth there actually is when it comes to certain types of reports. Auditor general, auditor general reports being one of them. If you watch, I watched the entire press conference this morning. I wrote a piece about it for Crier Media dot, or sorry, Crier And what you don't find are penalties, accountability, matri- metrics. You don't find any. You know, um, like like the Ford government doesn't have to do a do-over. The developers don't have to reapply. There's literally no teeth on this auditor general report. Um, what I mean, that's this is an open-ended question, but what do you think that says about the province that we're living in right now? I think it's disgraceful. I mean, uh, we are literally sitting here watching an organized crime family rape the province of Ontario blatantly. Fucking does bullshit. This is return to the battle days 
when the mob stop by your family barbecue and drop off your payoff. This is criminal. This is disgraceful. And instead of being held to account, because let's be honest, right now, people should be storming their MPP's office and demanding, demanding that they demand that their fearless leader step down, resign immediately. And the OPP should be initiating criminal investigations, not only into the premier, his entire cabinet, but also the developers who engaged in this fraud. Yeah, there was a a lot of really interesting caveats to the press conference that the Auditor General threw this morning. One of them was something you just mentioned. A couple of reporters asked her whether or not she would be recommending that the OPP press charges. That's actually outside of her purview. She's an auditor. You know, it's not it's 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 not uh, the same thing as the integrity commissioner. You know, it's not the same thing as uh, getting probed by the RCMP or something like that. She is an auditor. She uh, so her job was essentially to see if the process that dictated the um, the winning grants for the developer uh, opportunities for the green belt if the processes were followed correctly and whether or not the um, the financial aspects to those processes made any sense. So she, she was able to tell us that she had meetings with the OPP. She was able to tell us that there were several instances in which the government violated the normal, the normal process in such a way that it benefited developers. Uh, Also that uh, what I mentioned during the intro that she had uh, was able to uncover that uh, one of the developers had violated all of the environmental protocols that were, uh, that the province had, had laid out, but instead of disqualifying the developer, they just did away with all the environmental processes. (laughs) It's a disgrace. It's an absolute disgrace. Asking an auditor to recommend charges. Look, the police aren't going to bring any charges. Newsflash, they're in the pocket. They're part of the crime. Same reason the Sherman case never got solved in Toronto, because uh, do you think the TPS blew the scene? Sure they did. The scene was for sale. TPS detectives. Put two and two together, people. Who was working for the private team and the lawyers for the uh, son, uh, Jonathan Sherman? Well, it was a decorated former TPS detective. Geez, I wonder what could go wrong. Wake up. The cops yeah. are part of the problem. They are no longer independent policing bodies. They are enforcers for crime lords. The people have the power to recommend that charges are brought. The people. The people seem to have forgotten what power is. Because I'll tell you, I'm getting deja vu. I feel like it's 1991 and I'm in Moscow and I'm thinking about which guy I'm going to hook my wagon to because he's the biggest gangster and he's going to kill a lot of people. So I should be with him. That's what we're going to turn into. Our grandparents are being killed in long term care homes. We've got people being like garbage from hospitals on the street. We've got people living in their own piss, drying a dying of drug overdoses on opiates with nothing but cardboard for cover. What are we going to do something about this? 
Yeah, you know what? Listen, you say it a little bit more dramatically than I do, um, but that's on me because, you know, I, I take a look at this situation and I see all the corruption that you see, but I don't have that backdoor view that you have, uh, especially because you were part of the mechanism that made corruption sort of flourish. It's on and, my and- conscience. It's on my conscience. In 2018, starting from a project in 2017, I introduced those fuckers over in Moscow and St. Petersburg to those pricks in Ford's office through the back channels. And now they're building highways to nowhere, taking billions of dollars out of families' pockets. It's on me. I owe. And that's how it's done. This man is not the honorable premier of Ontario. He's a fucking cheap pimp gangster. And until you recognize that, you're going to continue to get fucked. How soon until they rob from your children again? The green belt wasn't ours. Belongs to our kids. And now it belongs to the fucking mob to build housing. Housing that the people can't afford because this pimp has robbed this fucking blind and is steering Ontario's public health and public education system right into the toilet by design. So if I hope, I really hope that when your kid gets sick this winter and you want some antibiotics, that you better be prepared to go to your local provider and pay top buck. And if you don't have insurance, well, you're shit out of luck. That's what we're dealing with. Do you have, uh, I mean, you, you, you say that it's, it's on you because of, of what you were doing in 2017, 2018. I'm but- one of the many. That's the problem. There are fuckers from everywhere. It's not just here. You have emissaries coming over from China. You have people from other governments, the United States, and they're buying everything up. They're buying everything up. And the leverage point is the premier because they're all so deeply flawed and compromised that they have no say. It's a turnstile. They take their piece of the action and they keep their pile shut. And the media is just as complicit. When you have the communications director of the premier Working with a columnist, how much more blatant, living with the columnist, how much more blatant can you get in the fact that we are kept in the dark like fucking mushrooms? Yeah, um, the, the, uh, <laughs> the, the column today um, from, from Brian Lilly was, um, was kind of hilarious. Uh, the, the title is, AG Report on Greenbelt is Tempest in a Teapot. Bonnie Lissick didn't find any wrongdoing that's false she just disagrees with a policy decision by the ford government to build more houses what brian lilly's trying to get away with there is that he's, he's trying to get away with this um sleight of hand where she, he's saying that she saw no wrongdoing her, her mandate was, that's what it is spinning no, no, is fine hold on hold on hold on hold on her right. her mandate her mandate isn't to find any quote wrongdoing of course her mandate is to find, and she did find, irregularities, violations in the processes, uh, you know, um, something that she could recommend to the OPP, and she did all of those things. I don't know if or if what she said to the OPP falls under the category of recommendations. I don't think it does. I think, and I know, that she had meetings with the OPP expressed what she said seemed fishy about the process or the processes and then left it in the OPP's uh, grubby, capable hands. Uh, so 
it's, it's interesting. Anyways, the spin that he puts. He says, in a, quote, scathing report issued Wednesday, Ontario's Auditor General said the Ford government didn't need to remove lands from the Greenbelt to solve the province's housing crisis. Again, this is total public relations spin. That's all that is. What he really means when he says that, when he says didn't need to remove lands from the Greenbelt to solve the province's housing crisis, that wasn't her mandate was to remove lands from the Greenbelt to solve the province's housing crisis. What, what her mandate was to find out if the lands that were auctioned off inside the Greenbelt were auctioned off in a way that was ethical, that in, in a way that was fair, and in a way that was transparent. And they hit none of those benchmarks. The Office of the Auditor General is there to audit how the province... <laughs> He's such a fucking idiot. Okay, this is Brian Lilly. The Office of the Auditor General is there to audit how the province spends your tax dollars, not second-guess policy decisions, well, listen, Bonnie Lissick said that herself. She, you know, this is not like he's answering questions to people that don't know how the process works. She the process is not there. The thing works really well. You get your public relations firms who consult with psychologists, believe it or not, to use just the right weasel language in the pieces that they plant in the press. And this is classic 101 example of exactly how it's done. Oh, it's lying. By omission. Yeah. Despite what many believe, the green belt surrounding the greater Toronto area is not public lands. It's half true. These lands are owned by private individuals or companies, and since 2005, the government has used legislation to prohibit development. Now, the reason why that is actually mostly true is, is a point that I've been trying to make for uh, at least a year now, which is it was the McGinty government. It was Dalton McGinty. When he created the green belt there were so many articles written at the time mostly by globe and mail now magazine these like really far left publications that talked about how if you want to look at where future development is going to happen this is in 2005 just take a look at the green belt because of all of the side doors and trap doors that they left open in the legislation to make it possible for developers to open it up. Of course. I'm not... Look, this, this isn't a partisan issue. This is the problem. Ontario's been carved up and sold off, and it's not partisan. People shouldn't say, well, let's give Ford a pass because, well, boy, oh boy, he's just like Trump. Really? Is he just like Trump? Probably. If you mean, is he a criminal and a thief? Sure. <laughs> this is not partisan. He's fucking all of you. He's stealing from all of your children. He's killing the province. He's raping the province. And this is happening at a level and a rate of speed never seen before. There's going to be nothing left. People need to stand up and there needs to be a general strike or whatever tool could be made available until this man leaves office. Peaceful resistance, but resistance. People need to realize, I understand things are difficult. None of us have any money to take a day off. But if all of us, all of us concentrated for a day, two or three at most, and stormed and sat outside the MPP's offices, sat in Queen's Park and refused to function in Doug Ford's criminal empire, this fat sack of shit would be out of office before your heads would turn. The mobsters would make sure. And don't be afraid of the mobsters. I know it's scary. The people he needs. I know that they have a history of threatening people. If they're going to kill somebody, I'll take the fucking bullet. Fuck them. 
I'd rather live on my feet than die on my knees like a slave. The people have the power, and it's time the people remind these pigs of that. This, this, by the way, and I'm not kidding when I say this, this is my favorite David Wallace. Completely unmuzzled, completely unscripted, completely like off the cuff, but you know what you're talking about. You, you have dealt with corrupt officials for decades. That's how I made my living. Yeah, this doesn't I'm look unf this doesn't look unfamiliar to you. This looks exactly yeah. what it looked like to you back in 1990 in in Absolutely. Russia. Absolutely, this that we have de-evolved as a society, where we now resemble most closely the wild East, so to speak, that took place during the fall of communism in 1989 and 90. When I first got there. It was an orgy of corruption where anything that wasn't nailed down, and if it was, well, you bust up the concrete and you come back later and steal it. The only thing that we was nailed down was down. Jesus. Go ahead. That's it. I'm telling you, this place is as criminal and as blatantly criminal as Moscow was in 1991. And I'll tell you what comes next. What comes next is the total suppression of any resistance, of any protest, and the absolute crackdown on their citizenry we are heading towards a criminal state a criminal state where people are afraid to go outside welcome to doug ford's ontario when are you going to stand up and take it back for your people what do you think can be done okay so so let me give me an example the the, the press conference this morning that the auditor general threw bonnie lissick she opened with something that I thought I, I was of two minds. I was like, well, good for her if she means it. And also strategically, this is going to create an easy pivot for the conservative right in Ontario. And what she said was she gave props to CBC, the Globe and Mail and the Toronto Star for their investigative reporting. And I was just like, listen, you can't not play the game when everyone else is playing the game for one thing. So, so her to, for, for her to off the top, give credit to all of these media outlets. One, I thought was completely short sighted. And second, I was like, what are you doing? You just made it easy for, for Brian Lilly and for post media to, to basically trash everything that you say after what you just said, because they're going to say that you're, you know, a working stooge for, for progressives. I don't agree with that. You should be able to give credit to investigative reporters if they deserve it. But do you think that that was a tactical error on her end? I do. Look, at the end of the day, they are using the sleight of hand by framing this as a progressive versus a conservative issue. It is not. Doug Ford is not a conservative. He's not a conservative. He's not a progressive. Doug Ford is a former drug dealer who is a organized crime kingpin. He is stealing from every pocket in the goddamn public uh, 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 pants here. He's robbing us blind. Conservatives need to take off the blinders. Progressive needs to get up and grow it and do something. And we all need to work together and hold these thieving fucks accountable. It's time to throw them all out on their ass. All of them. And until our MPPs grow the set and realize that they're representing their communities, 
and not some fat fucking drug dealer, then we're going to continue to be slaves in our own goddamn province. The organized crime accusation is that with is that is that in Ontario and including his dealings in Chicago? His dealings everywhere in life. This is an international problem. Organized crime and corporations have become one in the same, intertwined inexplicably. Like drug dealers and drug companies are tied. Why do you think that Apotex medication that was supposed to go to Haiti ended up in streets in St. Petersburg being sold again? because it was a drug dealing operation used to write down the values of expired medication that could no longer be sold anywhere in the world. It's all a scam. Wake up. This is what we did for years. I'm trying, I'm trying hard to warn people to do something before you lose control. I've been in countries where you've been on this precipice. And then the next step is you are a slave. It happens like that. And it's time here. It's now. Our money is almost worthless. And it's worthless because of people like this from stealing from the public trough. We have to refinance education and healthcare over and over and over because all the money's gone. And where do you think it goes? To these honorable fucking gentlemen who have hospitals named after them in Toronto. So their scones, their sons can get in their cars drunk and fucking murder citizens and go to jail for a vacation and then be out on the street. This shit needs to stop. We need to show people that we can take control of our province. Throw this fat fuck out on his ass. Stand in front of your MPP's office on mass. Conservative, liberal, does not matter. And get rid of this man. They have the power. Ford's a figurehead. He only has power because his MPPs prop him up. Go after them. That's how you do this. What do you think it says about our country when uh, the, and this is pretty open-ended, but what do you think it says about our country that we're listening to what you just said, and I agree with you. Um, not that I don't think that you're a compelling person, but I don't think that we're going to start protesting en masse, Right. I don't think you think People we are won't. either. I think, I think I think we're okay. I, I, I think we're supposed to, but I don't think we will. But what do you think it says about our country when today we found out that our premier in Ontario oversaw one of the most corrupt bidding pro you can't even call it a bidding process. Uh you know, environmental uh land uh giveaway, whatever, uh to to fat cat friends. We're dealing with that in Ontario. And then over the last two days, we've been dealing with a federal prime minister that has been going to the Barbie movie. Like, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not trying to be funny about this either. I don't want people to think I'm just trying to be funny. I'm honestly not, which is a good thing because that wasn't funny at all. It was true. I, I, this, when I, when I think back to all of these types of societies, and I'm going to skip the Nazi one because I don't want anyone to think that I'm calling anyone a Nazi and I'm not. But when, I, when I, we, we flip back to all of these societies, especially when they deal um, with certain periods of their existence, and they're always dealing with either batshit or corruption. And I'm not trying to say that there's any symbiotic relationship between federal batshit and, and provincial corruption or anything like that. Just coincidentally, these stories happen to happen, uh, you know, back to back. But holy shit, are we ever going to get 
any anywhere in this country if we don't first of all stop dealing with barbie movies and second of all start actually asking the right questions for yes. uh for our corrupt officials uh to That's answer exactly the point and you're right it's it's not about blue or red people wake mm -hmm. up these people are are de-evolving our country if our forefathers saw today's political debates and scenes, they would literally puke. There would be a stack of arrest warrants a mile high on desks being executed right now from our forefathers. They wouldn't have put up with this tyranny and this naked theft from the public coffers. Our, our citizenry are dying. Our youth, an entire generation, are dying in the streets from drug companies which are allowed to prosper because of corrupt officials. We're going broke, we're hungry, and these people are burning each other on social media with pictures from their iPhones. I went to this movie, and then you've got the leader up in opposition wearing a fucking girdle, for Christ's sakes. What is going on? What is going on? Was that proven? We need to reestablish control of the Federation, because that's what we are, we're a Federation. Of provinces we need to stop the bullshit and all come together and demand accountability and transparency from our elected officials and if we don't get it we need to be brave enough to take the steps that are necessary to remove them from office until then we have no bitch we need to roll over bend over and let them rock on the door come in and steal our shit fuck our kids fuck our wives steal our property and put a smile on our face and make sure that we're distracted with bullshit distractions so we don't show up and vote at the next election so their voter suppression tactics carry the day. It's a disgrace and we need to wake the fuck up because we've got the government we deserve right now. I agree. Uh, I think that I think that everything you're saying, I guess in, unless you're a sadistic voyeur, um, that depiction probably would not be very good to, to have your wife and kids. The whole oh, thing's sick, violated. but that's what's happening. They are. Don't think of it of three point eight billion dollars of public funds. Think 8. of that as them breaking into your home and stealing from your children's piggy banks, stealing their education, taking food off their plate, making it impossible for you to pay your cable bill or your phone bill or your your heat. Do I eat today or do my kids eat today? That's what they're doing. That's what they're taking. They're taking your kids future and i mean when i mean future i don't mean far down the line i mean their ability to even get a job in this country look around we're running out of time put away the distractions and remove these fuckers from office and if they you know what if one of us goes down for being controversial that's fine but they can't take down everybody especially especially if you band together Forget red so, and blue. So the next uh, step in this uh, probably fixed process is the Integrity Commissioner report uh, from Ontario, which apparently is supposed to happen. Um, David Wake, I believe, is the name of the... There will uh, be no punishment. There will be no... No careers lost. There will be no consequences for Mr. Ford and his mobster developer friends. There shall be nothing done about a single issue that is raised. He will get away with it, and we 
we'll allow him to because we're right. weak. Right. So David so Wake wrong, is the is the you need to stand up now. People need to take the initiative. They need to organize. They need a general strike. That's the only way you get rid of these fucks. That's it. You don't wait for him to be better. You take it back. So David Wake is the integrity commissioner. Integrity commissioners have a little bit more teeth than auditor generals do uh, because the integrity commissioner can actually, if I'm not mistaken, recommend charges to the OPP who will probably not press any as because as you alluded to earlier, yeah, they are they're sitting around the pool. They say, Doug, you know, we're not going to bring any charges. Right. Pass the margaritas and the hookers. It was <laughs> past the hookers. Imagine a hooker was so small. You could just pass her. That'd be crazy. Um, anyways, yeah, the, the size of those orcas, they look like they probably leave them as an hors d'oeuvre. <laughs> It's true. They are fat cats after all. Um, the, the idea that um, the, our, our auditor general was able to sit there this morning, though, and say some of the things that she said was remarkable if you paid attention, which most people didn't, which is why most people won't protest en masse. But however, she said things like, like she was asked, uh, Miss Lissick, do you think that the process of lobbyists attending a stagendo of the premier's child and providing them with cash gifts is kind of a red flag when it comes to the process of the green belt development and 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 she's just like well it's not our job at the auditor general's office to uh to to define how the lobbyist processes works However, and it was just like, holy fuck, you're part of the problem. Like, you don't even feel like you're part of the problem. And you're not ideologically maybe part of the problem. But you're such a slave to your own processes that you can't just bring yourself to go like this. Oh, it's clearly a problem. The extent of that problem is going to be up to the OPP to decide. And then just the like, OPP won't do it. I know, but she's the she's the auditor general. She clearly is not a Ford fan, and she still can't bring herself to say something like that. Because I know, she's, because they feel threatened. These people well, do she's feel too much. She's too much of a slave to the process. While Doug Ford is a complete fucking like fuck you process. Yep. I don't give a shit about you process. So again, we're dealing with these ideologies, these polarized camps. That one one is brazen, and the other one, sorry, it's kind of a pussy. Like, like they, they and they can't meet in the middle where actual like legitimate processes and an understanding of how the law works actually meets. So we are dealing with on one side corruption, but aren't we dealing with on the other side just utter weakness? Yes, this yeah. is a simple process. Every single politician, uh, Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet Singh, Pierre Pulliver. Doug Ford, they're all multi-millionaires and none of them made it in the private sector. None of them. Mm. They're multi-millionaires. They're public servants. Number one, the very first problem. They're multi-millionaires. Public service is public service. Does people, do people need to live? Absolutely. But the fact that public servants become fat and multi-millionaires while they're in office, while a single Canadian goes hungry, while a single Canadian goes without medical care, while our parents and our grandparents are fucking murders in long-term care homes, when the army has to come in 
to clean up the shit and take the bodies out bags. And that's a fact. Then we have something wrong with society. It was my job to make sure these politicians had millions of dollars in the bank. It was my job. I, the one, I was the one who picked up the phone when something had to go away or when they had to be reminded to play ball with the developers or the industrials or whoever. I'm telling you, these people are criminals. We need to overhaul the whole system, but we can start right now. You have an issue. You have a premier who robbed you of $4 billion. Hold him accountable. March on Queens Park. March on your MPPs and refuse to fucking leave until the man steps down and his government calls an election. Every one of them have a lot of explaining to do, because if you weren't directly involved, you stood by while they ripped the people off. You're culpable. You're just as guilty, mister. All of you. David Wallace, thank you for joining us tonight. I really appreciate Sorry, it, buddy. We'll talk soon. Cheers. No, please. We'll talk soon, okay? Cheers buddy. Cheers, buddy. That was David Wallace. I love that David Wallace. That is my favorite David Wallace. It is uncensored. Uh, he speaks about shit that he knows about. Uh, he's passionate. He knows what he's talking about. He knows why he's talking about it. He understands how it works behind the scenes. And uh, and there he is, encouraging people of Ontario to to basically protest en masse uh, and, and to stop Doug Ford and his merry band of pimps and mobsters from raping this province. And on that note, we'll see you next time on Black Book. Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.